Hello, and thanks for coming to the We Work Weekends with Warren podcast. This is the podcast that interviews people who normally work on the weekends. If you'd like to be on this show, please contact me. All the information is below. Today, we have a great guest. He is all the way from Weyburn. We have entertainer Richie Roy. Hey, thanks for having me, Warren. Great to be on the podcast. Well, I'm glad that uh, that you had some time for me. I know that you are very busy setting up, uh, well, a wide variety of what you do. I understand that you have a video show coming up quite soon. That's right. We're doing an online interactive kids variety show in conjunction with the Moose Jaw Shriners. Really excited about it because we're going to be presenting something to the audience that they might not have seen exactly uh, what they've seen in the past or elsewhere on the internet. Interesting. So do you do quite a bit of work with the Shriners? I've worked with the Moose Jaw Shriners for the last nine years. They used to hire me as a children's entertainer. I'd head out there and do magic shows and balloon work for their their children's festivals. And it would happen every summer. But since it got canceled because of COVID-19 crisis, like many things have, they Uh decided to try to advance what they do as Shriners and get out to the community and connect with the families and children through the internet. So they decided, well, you know, why don't we do a live online interactive show and we can like really expand this, not just through Moose Jaw, but through all of Saskatchewan and possibly Western Canada. Um, talking with the organizers there, I brought them a lot of great ideas because as we know, there are a lot of entertainers doing online shows. You see musicians playing for free on Facebook or Google or YouTube Live and whatnot. But I said, it's, it's really interesting that none of them have really gone those extra miles to incorporate the 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 interactivity with it. Now, I should say some magicians have done a very good job utilizing Zoom or OBS and whatnot and creating a show where they can see all the people that are watching and interact with them as it's happening. But it hasn't really happened yet for the younger children aged range 6 to 12 years old. So I said, why don't we really put our best foot forward and try to make something that no one else has done so far? And, and really... Uh, so far as we've been working on this project for the last three weeks, it's starting to come together. We're very excited to be releasing it on June 6th. It's going to be airing every Saturday morning. So kind of like that Saturday morning cartoon kind of slot. And mm-hmm. hopefully we can get the kids really engaging with what we have to offer. So, so you're going to be doing how many episodes? We're going to run four episodes. So each Saturday in June, we're going to have a 50 minute show that showcases up to seven different entertainers. So We've, I've, I'm going to be hosting it as entertainer Richie Roy, but we've lined up Phileas Flash from Edmonton. He's a world-class balloon twister. Sure. Anthony Hagelin, a hypnotist in Saskatoon. A Ken Sky, international magician. He's based out of Winnipeg. Um, we got a lot of fantastic guys. We have a TikTok creator from Vancouver that's going to be making special TikTok videos. Um, another YouTube magician that's going to be uh, doing the short YouTube stuff. And we're making it a very interactive thing. So as I host the show, not only will I be doing magic tricks with the children at home, but also I'll be doing things such as asking them trivia questions where they can respond or getting them to guess riddles or uh, one really unique idea that I was bouncing around with some of the entertainers. He said, how cool would that be if I could have a hypnotist hypnotize me online and the children get to decide what the hypnotist makes me do? And we said, when you have interactive things like that, it really makes the children feel like they're part of the show, part of the community, and it really gets them engaged in a different way that things such as YouTube or Netflix can't offer. 
Well, that's uh, that's quite a bit of work. I can't imagine how much time it takes to organize all of that. It's a full-time job, <laughs> but you know what? Um, it, it's worth it. Um, obviously, when COVID came in and it really put 1.3 million people involved in the entertainment industry completely out of work with mm-hmm. really no end in sight. We don't know how long this will go on for. You know, I said, you can't let a good crisis go to waste. It's a famous saying that politicians say all the time. And as yes. an entertainer, I'm not going to be the guy that sits at home on my hands doing absolutely nothing or just waiting for my serve check to come in. I said, I want to advance this and create something new, something exciting, and I want to be busier than anybody else out there. So I really put the 10x philosophy to work. I've been putting 80-hour work weeks in. I mean, not getting a paycheck from it just yet, but really Mm -hmm. creating some brand new content. For example, uh, one of my companies that I own is Big Time Game Shows. We're a live game show company. We do shows for corporate events, casinos, fundraisers. And we were killing it for the last two years. We were traveling all across Western Canada doing these amazing live game shows. People had not seen anything like it at the time. And we were lined up to have our best year. All of a sudden, all the shows are canceled. So we say, let's transform the idea of an interactive online game show. And we came up with the idea of calling it Big Time Live, which is an interactive quiz show. Happens every Wednesday night at 8.30 on our Facebook page, Big Time Game Shows. And people started logging on in droves. Our fans started coming on. So we started off with 300 players every Wednesday night. Then it doubled to 600 players. And then the next day, it doubled again. We had 1,200 online interactive players playing with us every Wednesday night at 8.30. And it was really changing the idea of what entertainment can be like. It was, you know, making the people at home who are sitting there on their couches, they're part of the show and they're playing along with their friends and family. So we were able to connect people while everyone was still distancing during this COVID-19 crisis. So, you, sorry, you had 1,200 people playing big-time live game show. Yeah, that's right. And it's kind, of a, it's kind of a deceiving number because that only really registers the amount of active accounts that are playing the game show. Sure. So we found out, reaching out to people, that there would be a family playing on one account where there's three or four or five people huddled around one computer or one iPad. They were playing at the same time. So when we said there was 1,200 active users, that could have really been anywhere from 1,200 up to, you know, 2,500 people that were actually playing at the time. And it was very exciting to see it spread and grow where it was reaching over 150,000 people every single week. Because after we would do the live game show, we would publish it to our Facebook page and people could still play it again and again. Now, they weren't eligible to win prizes. I mean... Networking mm-hmm. with a lot of the past clients we had, we, we've given out over $12,000 in cash and prizes already. But when you rewatch the show again, you, it, it's like you can play along with it as it happens. So it turned out we ended up having a group of followers in Australia who would play it the day after. There was a group of followers in Scotland. There's about 55 players in Scotland. They play it together as a group. So they just watch it 12 hours later when it's finally daytime for them over there. And it's been something that's been very excited to see grow and expand. And now we said, why don't we keep working on this and keep elevating it? Because as far as I'm concerned, the, the form of entertainment has to keep growing and it has to keep expanding. So we might as well take advantage of it right now and be those leaders in the industry. And, and this, I think it's uh, a great thing for all of us. Well, that's, um, that's interesting. Like this big time game show that you have, is, is that something that, 
uh, you know, entertainer Richard or Richie Roy is doing? Or are you doing this for some of the larger corporations that, you know, hire you to say, Richie, set this up for my my employees? So right now, the Wednesday night shows at 830 is completely free entertainment. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to register. We don't earn a paycheck from that. We go out there and we have some fun and we engage with all the people. Now, we do network and market with our sponsors. So they do have a paid spot where they're sponsoring with the prizes. But also, we have a ton of fundraisers and groups that are reaching out to us say, hey, you know, our fundraiser was canceled this year. Can we do an online charity event? So in two weeks here, when we're doing our season finale for Big Time Live, we're hosting an online charity event for Special Olympics Saskatchewan, where people can make online pledges as they play the game. It doesn't cost them anything to come and play the game. They still have chances to win a ton of great prizes, but then it brings awareness to a great cause, and it still allows this opportunity for people to make donations to those great causes. Wow. And I would think that yourself, being in a small community, though, but with the the internet and everything that we have, you can do big time game anywhere in the world. Absolutely. And that's the beauty about it. The the connectivity is just absolutely amazing for some reason. And and, and no matter how many people will say they know how to make viral videos or they know how to spread things, the truth is people really don't. The idea is, is you need to keep creating content and you need to keep putting out great things that people will enjoy And for whatever reason, this started spreading down the West Coast. So as we started building a following in Vancouver, it started heading south through Seattle to Portland, all the way down where we even have a group of people in San Francisco that look forward to playing big time live every Wednesday night. And it's just something that it's not an exact science that you could figure out. Sometimes it's a a timing thing, which is a big part about it. Because if we tried doing big time live one year ago, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty confident there's no way we would have had the same level of success. Well, I agree with you 100%. Uh, my my family gets together every uh, every Friday night on Zoom, and we all I have I have uh, come from a family of six kids with my parents, and then some nieces and nephews. So we'll have ten or twelve people chatting on Zoom, which, as you say, six months ago or, or a year ago, I forget it. We wouldn't even think of doing it, but now the the technology is forcing us to do that and it's forcing entertainers to change quite a bit too i mean the covid is forcing us to change but it's people like yourself that can really see the the advantages of it um although obviously the the big time game show that has lots of possibilities uh do you see video really making a big you know what can you do with a dj i mean do you think it's as as open-ended as big time game Now, the DJ industry is a very unique way of saying what's going to happen because everyone's extremely worried about this. Um, I've worked for the last five years as a professional wedding DJ. Uh, Last year, I actually won the best wedding DJ in Canada through the International Wedding Awards. And it was a very interesting situation that happened when all of a sudden all these cancels started to be postponed, pushed back to the next year. But even DJs that work clubs and bars and corporate functions and all these events – they're not going to have that access to perform. So it makes you wonder, it's like, well, if they're opening up a nightclub where you're allowed to have 50 or 100 people in there, but they're still not allowing entertainment to come and perform, does that mean a DJ would have to wirelessly wirelessly sync up into the nightclub's sound system and DJ all the music from home, even though he's not at the location? That is a, a very 
a realistic possibility of something that can happen. And it, I mean, if that's going to be the case, why not take it one step further? Why can't you have DJ Richie Roy DJing a nightclub set that streams to multiple nightclubs all across North America where the bar owners just tap into that? Now, obviously, there's a lot of logistical things that live entertainers will always tell you, saying, as a DJ, you have to be in the room, you have to feel the crowd, you have to go with the flow, you have to be able to control the environment. And these are all very realistic things that live entertainers understand that's very important. But at the same time, we have to realize that we're going into a brand new world where things will be done differently Mm -hmm. all the time. And we have to figure out different ways to adjust to that. Okay, well, here's here's a weird question, because, we, you know, as as I'm an entertainer, you're an entertainer. I've been doing my job for 20 years. You've been doing your job for 25 years or I can't remember how long you've been. Yeah, I've been working for 25 years professionally full time for the last 15. Okay, yeah. So the big thing for people like you and me is how can we turn all this new stuff into an income? That's a great question, Warren, because you have to understand that we're as live entertainers, it's difficult for a person to get up onto a stage and do public speaking, get in front of a group and hold their attention for half an hour or an hour or 90 minutes. Or like yourself, who does amazing line work or services restaurants, does the great face to face customer service. And I mean, mm-hmm. you're a master at that because you've been doing it for years. You know, yep. when you come into the virtual world, we're competing against everything that's streaming on YouTube. Netflix, TikTok, which is taking over the world. And they're all different platforms and different styles of entertainment where people at home can access this for free. And all Uh they have to do is swipe left to get to something new. So that is the big question. How do you monetize this? And I think the answer is, is using the same model that Facebook does, where you have an audience, there's going to be businesses that pay to want advertise to that audience. So for example, when we do big time live, We're a game show company and game shows have always been a half an hour or a one hour commercial for the companies that are offering the prizes. When you're watching the prices, right? And you're trying to do a pricing game for how much a box of rice-a-roni costs. Mm -hmm. That is an advertisement for rice-a-roni right up in your face that rice-a-roni is paying to be on that spot. So the game show way, it really fits hand in hand where people can win a vacation a package through WestJet. I mean, WestJet has to pay for a spot like that to have that advertisement. Um, so when you're talking about building an audience and then integrating advertisements in between your virtual performances, that might be one of the many possibilities, you know, that we can actually monetize this virtual entertainment. Now to build that following and to get to that level, that's the hard part. So are, are you yourself like you, Sorry, the weird question. Like, you must be on the phone almost every day or emails telling people, telling potential advertisers or or people that might give a a gift or a sponsorship. You must be doing that nonstop right now. Yeah, you know, 100%. um, After doing this full-time work as an entertainer and being based in a town of 10,000 people, Mm -hmm. I talk with professional entertainers all around the world, and they say, how are you able to work full-time as an entertainer in such a low populated area? And it was something I had to figure out over the last 10 or 15 years. When, it, when I wrote the book, The Wealthy Magician, 
it explained the worth of an entertainer and explained business strategies of how to make it worth it where, where, wherever you are, regardless, because whether you're in Regina, people in Regina will say, well, you have to be in Calgary. People in Calgary, they're like, well, you have to be in Vancouver. People in Vancouver are like, well, you have to be in Las Vegas. And it was always this grass is always greener mentality. And I said, that can't work. It, it can't work that way, you know, because no matter where you are, people need entertainment, yep. even especially in a crisis. Even when there's no jobs and people are out of work, people turn to entertainment first and foremost to get them through the tough times. So I spent about 15 years through a lot of trial and error to try to figure out how to make an actual living out of it. Uh-huh. And, and, and the idea was if you provide great enough content, if you can provide great enough entertainment, people will be more than willing to pay a fair price for that. And, and that's all there is to it. So the idea was, um, you know, work 10 times harder than everybody else, uh-huh. learn how to be a great salesman, learn how to sell yourself and your service. So yeah, you know, we do our big time live show Wednesday nights at eight 30 for, and it's only a half an hour show, but I spend six days spending six to eight hours selling, 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 connecting with people, contacting people, selling the show, selling herself, and then selling to the audience saying, Hey, come and play big time live. So what seemed like to some people say, well, you know, it's so easy. People are flocking to it because it's a good product. It's so far from the truth. It's very difficult to even explain in words how much work it takes to get there. Yeah, I would think uh, that must be like, I, I assume that you don't have any employees. No, it's a, actually a 50-50% operation with me and my younger brother, Preston. Okay. He goes by producer P, so he produces the videos. There was recently... Uh, a viral video on Facebook of Scott Moe talking trash to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Um, it was a funny thing that Preston and I said, you know what, let's put it in a funny video, just keep it 30 seconds, throw it out there. Next thing you know, overnight it had 250,000 views. And Preston is excellent at making those the production value of that. Me, on the other hand, I'm the guy who is great at the sales and great at getting in front of the camera and, you know, improvising the comedy, keeping people engaged. And it's a very synergistic effect. And I think there's a very strong thing that you need to have someone that's going to keep pushing you to work harder. Uh Um, Before when I was a solo operation, you know, I'd I'd book about 25 weddings throughout the year. You know, that could pay my yearly salary. I'd book about 30, 35 magic shows for corporate events. That was extra candy on top. But when I get into a company where another person is relying on that income, it drives me 20 times harder because I know Whatever sales I make, that's what my brother's going to get for a paycheck. And and when you're when you say I can't let this person down, you're going to do anything it takes to become successful. So it's is your you and your brother are you uh, equal partners or is he an employee? Yeah, no, we're equal partners. Okay. We went on at fifty fifty, yeah. and um, I think it's kind of a, a wise decision. Some people will say, you know what, money and blood don't mix, but I think he's kind of like my. Uh, my the yin to my yang you know so Mm -hmm. uh as trey parker and matt stone would create south park together when i get together with preston the ideas are endless and the comedy feeds when you bounce off one another and i think that's how we end up with such great products for example uh, one youtube video that we did was called the extreme garage salesman and the idea was what if a greasy car salesman wanted to sell all the junk in his garage sale And we made these videos, threw it up on Facebook, and it blew up and it went incredibly viral. It it was getting like 700, 800,000 views for this funny little 
commercial about our garage sale stuff. And it ended up on CTV national news. Really? And I said, this is just something that was kind of, kind of a, a fun thing to do, but I could never do it on my own. And, and that's one thing as entertainers that we always have to say, when you create your material, when you create your new work, we always go to someone that we can bounce it off a colleague uh-huh. that we can bounce it off and offer, provide great feedback, which is why I'm a very strong advocate for always promoting other entertainers, wherever you go. I mean, it's sad to see, you know, when they say, well, that's my competition and I don't want to talk to him. Yeah. I think that's destructive to the entire environment on itself. Um, so, yeah, anytime a guy is always looking for help, I'm there to lend a yeah. hand because I know how important that is. Because the real winners, at the end of the day, is going to be the audience. The audience are the ones who are going to win. And that's how it should be. You know, your idea of uh, I, I've never looked at any of the other entertainers as, as my competition. As you said, there's a, a local, uh, well, I know this group is in several cities. It's a, it's a business networking group. And if you sign up for the group, then nobody else in your category can join that group. And I thought, well, forget it, because I, I would want my supposed competition, which really I don't look at them that way. I would want my friends to be in the group. You know, I, I consider every other, uh, even if, you know, face painter, jumping room, uh, magician, other balloon twisters, uh, clowns, those are I, I, uh, I look at those people as my inspiration. So I Absolutely. Not, yeah, they are not competition. Well, when we were. And when we network as colleagues and when we can bring other people up and bring everybody up to that level, I mean, how cool would that be if Saskatoon, Canada was recognized as the balloon twisting capital of the world? Exactly. I mean, that gives a a higher level of prestige and it makes you guys more in demand as a whole. And that was the whole idea. You know, when I was doing the DJing thing and networking with other DJs or, or even with the game show stuff, we say for such a long time, no one has ever decided to change the idea of what a live game show should look like so when we said let's build a thirty thousand dollar studio that we can set up anywhere we go and then do a two-hour theatrical production of what a tv game show would look like that kind of changed the idea and flipped it on its head and the next thing you know I i was networking with 50 different game show performers all across north america where they were starting to get some inspiration and it was starting to gain momentum, and then all of a sudden the pandemic hit. But you yep. know, <laughs> so what do you so do? what what is the uh, the I'll put all your contact information in the the bottom of uh, or in the show notes here. But what is the easiest way for people to get in touch with uh, entertainer Richie Roy? Should they look you up on Facebook? You have a few websites, I'm sure. You uh, how how do you like to be contacted? Absolutely. You know, if they just Google entertainer Richie Roy, just Google Richie Roy, Richie Roy with a Y, or check out bigtimegameshow.com. They can get a hold of me through an email or Facebook, or even just give me a call at any time on my cell number because I love talking to people. Excellent. Well, uh, this is a big thank you to entertainer Richie Roy for his time today. If you'd like to contact Richie, uh, all of his contact information, as I have said, will be in the show notes. Uh, If you'd like to be a guest on this podcast, please contact me. All of my information will be also in the show notes. we work weekends with Warren. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. I am trying to set up a Google My Business, but uh, it's been over two months and Google still says that COVID-19 is slowing things down. But uh, anyway, that is it for now. And uh, I'd like to thank you, uh, entertainer Richie Roy, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Warren. You take All care. All right, you too. Bye for now.